Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and this episode is produced for Forbes.com, where I am a contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Impact investing is still a relatively new and small space, and we're fortunate to have with us today Abigail Noble from the World Economic Forum, and she heads up their efforts on impact investing and is truly one of the world experts in impact investing. Abigail, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, it, it is a pleasure to have you here on the show today. It was a thrill for me to actually meet you in person a couple of weeks ago in Mexico at the Opportunity Collaboration. <clears throat> it's great to be among like-minded individuals working to end poverty around the world. Indeed, it was a pleasure to meet you in person as well, and Opportunity Collaboration was the perfect place to do that. Yeah, great, great venue. Well, Abigail, World Economic Forum, under your leadership guidance efforts, has published uh, recently a report. Uh, tell us a little bit about this impact investing report that you've published. Sure. So in September, we came out with a report called Charting the Course. It's the subsequent uh, follow-on report to Margins to Mainstream, which came out the previous year. With Margins to Mainstream, we laid out an honest assessment, or what we thought was an honest assessment, of the impact investing space. What are the challenges and the opportunities? And after that, many mainstream investors reached out to us and said, how can we actually put impact investing into practice? So we, went, we spent the past year coming up with best practices, a lot of them from practitioners. We had a series called Ideas to Practice, Pilots to Strategy, about 22 curated articles um, about impact investing across asset classes and with academics and other um, players. Charting the course is really an attempt for investors to figure out internally what needs to happen. How do they set their vision, their leadership? Um, how do they figure out different engagement approaches? Uh, and then from there, what are the tactical elements? Figuring out the right investment strategy, the organizational strategy, um, and thinking about how to engage in the ecosystem. Uh, we recognize that there's no one-size-fits-all model for impact investing. Um, and this is an attempt to give a series of roadmaps and frameworks for different kinds of investors at different starting points to engage in impact investing. Give us a sense, just at a high level, of how it might be coming from a foundation might be approaching impact investing differently than a high net worth individual or an insurance company. Sure. Um, so if I hear you correctly, I apologize. There's a lot of feedback. Um, the difference between a foundation, a high net worth individual, and an insurance company. Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah, just so, how they, they approach it differently. It may be that you've got the uh, player on in your on your laptop, so you may be listening to yourself. And uh, I hear a two-minute lag on everything, so it's two conversations at once. Can you tell me how to turn that off? So just close the window where you have the 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 <clears throat> where you're watching the interview, and then it should go away. I've done the same thing before. Navigate. There we go. It's it's good. Thank you. We can log on to both sites at the same time. Um, yes. So, in terms of the difference between a foundation, a high net worth individual, and an insurance company, so foundations often have 
an endowment, which is mandated with maximizing financial returns, and then a separate uh, uh, group of money, a separate pool of money in which they make programmatic related investments. Right now, it's very difficult for a lot of foundations in the United States to engage in impact investing. Some are beginning to do that, like MacArthur Foundation, I believe Kresge Foundation, and a few others. Um, but for the most part, impact investments um, do come out of the PRI um, group because the endowment part is very much thinking about uh, maximizing financial returns so that they can fuel the programmatic um, investments. High net worth individuals have a lot more flexibility, especially if it's a single family office um, and you know one generation as opposed to multi-generational. A lot of the times they're thinking about how to invest across asset classes and figuring out a diversified portfolio, um, a combination of fixed income and thinking about you know bonds that invest in schools, um, direct investing if there's a social enterprise that they like, um, and you know socially responsible mutual funds among other things. Um, with a family office or with a high net worth individual, um, it's a matter of everybody within the family office coming to an agreement or all of the decision makers thinking about what the vision and the leadership and the legacy that they want to leave um, and then figuring out how they work that into the investment policy um, and what are the different tools and levers that they can use as well as how much cash they need free and um, what they want um, in terms of a, a social legacy and what's their time horizon. Um, insurance companies are also quite interesting because it's their own assets. They're, they're an LP. They're, it's their uh, finances that they can invest. Um, so, for example, Zurich Insurance, a company that we've worked a lot with, um, engaged in a very collaborative process um, within their departments to figure out what sorts of investments they could uh, target that have environmental responsibility and could mitigate risk. Um, and then a process of somebody within, a head of responsible investing, working across the different um, investment groups to maximize financial returns as well as get a social or environmental impact. So for there, it's, it's a lot of collaboration and building into the culture of the organization, thinking about impact. Um, there are a variety of different strategies, I would say, within insurance companies, within private equity, within pension funds, um, and more the European pension funds in the United States, um, thinking about how you can devise your strategy. Well, it seems to me that your report has really been prepared for a, a fairly broad audience. Yes. Uh, so it would include all the people we've talked about and many others. Who else might it be uh, relevant for? It's a good question. Um, so I think a lot of social entrepreneurs and investees might be interested in this as well so that they can understand the constraints and the complexity with which investors need to work with in order to make the investment. Um, as well, um, MBA students and professors and faculty and thinking about how the investment climate is changing where there might be opportunities for research around impact investing just because it's such a nascent field and there's so much to learn. Um, governments as well starting to think about how they can do more with less, um, which is a key component of impact investing. There, as different people approach impact investing from different angles, they'll all find help and guidance in this report, right? This will be a, a, a fairly practical tool to help them uh, move from thinking about impact investing, wondering about it, to actually doing it. Yeah, so that's key. We designed it to be very pragmatic and very user-friendly. Um, the other thing that I want to mention um, is that it's a way for investors who are not quite sure whether impact investing is for them to ask the right questions. 
So we recognize that impact investing might not work for all investors at a given point in time. It might be something that in the future would work for them or in the past might have worked for them. Um, so beginning to ask the right questions. Um, but also thinking about um, why this is important. So for example, over 90% of um, wealth holders, when, they, uh, when the next generation receives the wealth from the baby boomers, decides to change wealth advisors. Um, and when you think about the stats about the wealth transfer from baby boomers to the next generation, it's somewhere between 30 and 40 trillion over the next three to four decades. That's going to be a lot of wealth um, that's going to be managed by new advisors and millennials um, care about social impact. 56% uh, of them want uh, impact, they want their investments to play a greater role in resource scarcity um, and 49% want um, their wealth to play a greater role in solving income inequality, um, as well as you know seeing the rise of the low loss, um, the, uh, thinking about um, luxury goods that uh, appeal to sustainability and healthy um, living standards. So uh, I think the, the market's moving a lot, products will start to move, the destinations for impact investments will start to rise up. Um, so the, the space is catalyzing. Uh, and it's in, you know, a lot of investors, particularly private banks, um, best interest to start to look to that and to develop internal strategies to prepare for the increased um, opportunities in the impact investing space. One of the biggest hurdles, I think, in the impact investing space is the sense, whether it's true or not, and I'm going to ask you about that, but whether it's true or not, the sense is that to invest in impact, one needs to give up return or accept greater risk for the same return. What's your, the, the more time you spend in this space, the more expertise you develop, how true is that sentiment? How, how well is that represented, in fact, in the data you see? I think that's a gross oversimplification, first off. Um, I think there are many possible outcomes. Um, sometimes impact actually increases return when you look at socially responsible businesses. Um, so 80% of um, people would be willing to pay up to 20% more for something that has an, a social impact. Um, so when you think about that, that's a higher profit margin for some products. Um, that could increase the returns. Um, there are some uh, impact investments which actually lower the risk when you think about the risk that business climate faces from income inequality, from climate change. Impact investments that target some of those issues could over the long run have a better uh, risk-adjusted return. Um, so I think the answer is it depends. It could, it could actually enhance the returns in a, in a virtuous cycle. Um, it could be a trade-off. And in that case, we need to think about um, who is best positioned to make those kinds of investments. And it's probably some form of blended capital between philanthropists and mainstream investors. Uh, mainstream investors, and in particular thinking about pension funds, have an obligation to the people whose money they're managing, the pensioners, um, to give them a certain amount of money over, you know, over time. Um, so we want to make sure that you know, our grandparents and great-grandparents are able to live. So in some cases, it might not work for some investors to make concessionary returns. Right, right. Well, it's really uh, an amazing space, and 
for a long time, as you say, the, the traditional view has been to uh, take that foundation approach you were describing of making money on one hand so that you can give it away on another hand. And it really is creating uh, shockwaves through the whole investment arena to start thinking about having impact with the money that's earning the money. And it really is a huge change and, and I'm excited and grateful for the work that you and the World Economic Forum are doing to advance that discussion so that we can move more dollars into impact. And uh, so thank you very much. Uh, tell us now how people can get in touch with you, how they can get a copy of the report, how they can learn more about impact investing from the World Economic Forum. The report is available online um, on the World Economic Forum's webpage. Um, so if you type in impact investing into the search box at the top of the World Economic Forum's webpage, which is www.weforum.org, um, to get in contact with me, quite simple, abigail.noble at weforum.org, um, and Twitter is ab underscore noble. Um, so look forward to being in communication with you all, any ways that we can be of help. And as we embark on future research, if you have ideas, if you have feedback, we're, we're very much welcome to it. Well, fantastic. Abigail, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.